Hi, this is Greg Kilstrom. Welcome to the Agile World Podcast, where we discuss customer experience, employee experience, and transformation in an agile age. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at theagile.world and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, The Center of Experience, a blueprint for creating an experience-led organization, now available on Amazon and other retailers. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile World Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the importance of being intentional with your brand's experience and why great company culture and customer experience are critical to success. Great customer experience is created from motivated, engaged employees who feel both valued by and valuable to an organization. While that sounds straightforward, it is often easier said than done. Even for Fortune 500 brands, the transformation required to become an experience-led organization requires people, processes, and technology to all be in alignment to the benefit of both customers and employees. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Antonia Hawk, Global Head of the Ritz-Carlton Leadership Center, a thought leader in customer and talent experience, and who was recently named to Luxury Daily's Top 25 Women to Watch in Luxury. First, Antonia, why don't you tell me a little bit about what you do at the Ritz-Carlton Leadership Center? Well, first of all, thank you, Greg, for having me. Um, It's such a pleasure to talk about this topic. Um, At the Ritz-Carlton Leadership Center, we really focus on driving transformation for for big brands um, on both the customer experience front and the employee experience front, as well as the patient experience. That's often when we're thinking about, you know, all the acronyms, CX, EX, PX, um, also part of the equation. And, And that's really because the principles that that we believe make great service, both internal and external, in the in our world, are universal. Great, great. Well, let's start with the definition of, of customer experience. Uh, how would you define the Ritz Carlton customer experience, and what makes it unique? So, when I think about our customer experience, I think about um, the way we have really structured. Uh, what we share day in and day out with our ladies and gentlemen uh, and our employees across the, the company. And that is, it's all about genuine care and comfort of our guests. It's about delivering wow moments that really can't be purchased, um, as well as anticipatory service, and then a sense of well-being um, for, for everyone that stays at our properties. Great. How does the employee experience and and company culture, you know, those internal things uh, contribute to the customer experience? They're essential. I would say you really cannot have a great customer experience without an exceptional employee experience. And that's where we always advise our clients to start. How do you measure this uh, success in customer experience then? There's a lot of different ways you can measure it. And I think a lot of it depends really on what you're what you're trying to drive. Mm-hmm. There's some big universal measures that, that people are very familiar with. Net promoter score, intent to recommend are obvious large ones. Uh, you can measure lifetime value of customers, um, average basket size as you improve your customer experience. If your goal is really to get someone to purchase more in any one transaction, you can also look at things... Um, around satisfaction with the return process if you're in retail. It really depends on how you've architected your customer experience business case and what you're looking to do as an organization. So when you're working with uh, with clients, then how do you, do you tie employee experience metrics to customer 
experience metrics as well? And like, how does that how does that work? Absolutely. So we always advise, again, to start with employee experience, really to do a, a benchmark against where you are today, what you aspire to be. How is that tied into your brand values uh, and your overall um, brand image in the market? And then to think about how you build a great employee experience. And those can be measured through engagement survey scores, pulse scores, um, turnover. Some people even look at that as a, as a metric, right? If people are very happy and they're very engaged in their jobs, they stay. Uh, so there's a lot of different things you can look at around that. But we know that as your employee experience improves and, and, and um, it becomes pervasive throughout the organization and universal, your customer experience will rise as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, those turnover or the cost of turnover is, is considerable. So it's, it's a... Uh, it's a revenue gain and it's a cost savings kind of thing as well. So, yeah. Well, let's talk uh, um, specifically about the luxury experience economy and, and what makes it unique. Um, as global head of the Ritz-Carlton Leadership Center, you're working with notable brands around the world to transform their customer experience and cultures. What are some of the unique aspects of a luxury brand and luxury experience that makes uh, you know the Ritz-Carlton methods unique? First of all, I think, um, in fact, I know as the global economy is changing, we're just seeing a higher and higher um, expectation around the experience. It's no longer in luxury, just about a hard product. Um, everyone expects the product to be exemplary, um, top quality, uh, just craftsmanship to be extraordinary, no matter whether you're speaking about a, um, a property or a car or a, you know, a handbag or a pair of shoes. Everyone expects it to be excellent. So now it's all about the experience that you wrap around it. And I think in luxury, people have gotten to the point now where they expect it to be this indelible, magical, um, very uh, immersive experience. And as we look at um, where the market is going in general, I would say luxury is setting the pace and it's bringing the expectation along for all other segments. You expect that in um, as you now go into Louis Vuitton or you purchase um, a, a Breguet watch, uh, those experiences now translate to what you expect through other modes, through Amazon, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask that. I mean, you know, what are, what are the things that translate to non-luxury brands? Because I'm sure you're probably working with a large range of um, of brands, whether they're luxury or non-luxury. So how does, what can non-luxury brands learn from your work at uh, Ritz-Carlton? I think there's really three things that are, are universal. The first is um, personalization. Today, everyone expects that you will see them as an individual and that you will cater to their individual needs. And no matter whether you are um, Target, or whether you are the Ritz-Carlton, there's an opportunity there to be personal with uh, each and every uh, customer. The second is everyone now expects a measure of wow, whether that is a small wow, uh, something that's, you know, just a little bit unexpected, a, a, an extra personal email or a special touch from a call center all the way through to, you know, someone that acknowledges your status when you stay and really talks to you about your preferences when you stay on property. The last is anticipating your needs. Whether you are an e-commerce website and you have, and you're using AI and you're thinking about how to deploy that to deliver some really unique experiences, um, you can anticipate 
the needs of, of, of a, um, a consumer. For example, if you put two shoes, two size shoes in your basket, an eight and an eight and a half, and a chatbot pops up and the chatbot says, how may I help you? As a brand, you've missed the opportunity there because you can tell the customer is likely struggling with shoe size. Yeah. So personalizing, anticipating and engaging uh, with that customer around how can I help you figure out your correct size is something that that really shows that anticipatory moment. Yeah. We do that all the time through luxury, but there's really that connection regardless of what segment you're in. Yeah. Do you think this um, this demand for better experience is this what what has brought this on? I mean, is it generational? Is it technology enabling it? Is it all of the above? Or there, you know, where where do you see that that shift? Because it really has changed. It feels in the last few years. I think it's changed dramatically, and I think it's a combination, as you just said, of all of the above. But I do think there's some generational pull through. If you we look at the stats around millennials and and certainly Gen Z we know they're really focused on experiences over things. And that is, I think, a very enlightening um, and engaging uh, idea for all generations. And I think it's really opening people's eyes to the idea of having this really personalized uh, moment all throughout the day with every brand you engage and every every place you go. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about inner workings of an organization. I think the um, while many understand how important it is to have great experience doing it, you know, as I was saying at the, at the beginning of the show, doing it and operationalizing it is, is a whole other thing. So, uh, you know, what internal shifts do you often see that organizations need to make in order to make uh, not only customer but employee experience, you know, first and foremost in what they do? I would say the first thing is that it has to be a root metaphor for the organization. It cannot be an initiative. I see that all the time. People look at customer experience and they look at employee experience as a, a second or, or a third priority for someone who does some other job in the organization, or it reports five rungs down. If you're really serious about great employee culture and great employee experience and great customer experience, it needs to be a strategic priority, needs to be on your strategic roadmap, and you need to put some real organizational might behind it. Um, a CXO, a CHRO that's making it their top priority to drive employee experience. Um, it's got to be a root metaphor. It's the first thing I would certainly say uh, will help with success. And since, um, since every I mean, it's kind of everyone's job to do employee and customer experience. How do you see the that CXO role? Um, I definitely agree with what you're saying. How do you see that CXO role playing um, uh, such a key part when there's IT, there's HR, there's all of these different? You know, are they are they kind of a conductor in that, or or what do you what do you see work successfully? First of all, I think it matters greatly um, how you hire for that role. You, certainly, as you've just articulated, you're going to have intersection points with a lot of other very important big parts of the business. So you do need to be a great collaborator and a great um, communicator, a great conductor of, of others. Uh, but in addition, it's your priority to really set the the innovation roadmap for the company. It's being and Having that mandate from the board down is really important. Yeah, yeah. And that's, um, you know, so leadership's role, then, um, would you say that's, it's really mandating that innovation? Um, I would say yes. And I would also say you know, putting, 
putting financial backing behind it, making a priority, weaving it through communications that come out at every pivotal moment through an organization, through a financial fiscal year. I see some of the businesses we're working with are doing a great job with this right now. Um, recently, we had a, um, a client that said, this is so important to us, we're going to tie uh, a portion of everybody's bonus to net promoter score. And, you know, really that, that sends a message out to the organization. So as a leadership team, it's really important to set the tone and then to pull it through. And then when we look at individual employees, I think it's important to realize that every single person, no matter your role in a company, is important to the culture and important to the customer experience in both cases. Yeah. You recently wrote in an article that uh, brands should consider hiring for culture over skills. Um, how can organizations work with existing employees to help uh, enable a culture shift? One of the things that we always advise, um, because brands are going to have cultures, no matter whether it was intentional or it's grown over time, right. it's organic, uh, it's through merger and acquisition, whatever. everyone has a defined culture. Yeah. And very few people have the luxury to start from scratch. So you're always going to be dealing with existing employees. One of the things we really employ at the Ritz-Carlton Leadership Center is this idea that everyone has to be involved. So having existing employees be a part of the future of the company, thinking about the culture, examining the brand values, thinking about the service values, and engaging existing employees in that process really helps the buy-in. I see a lot of businesses that think they can go top-down. The boardroom is going to make the decision about the culture and is going to come up with the brand and is going to come up with the mission. They're just going to push it down through the org. That never works. Uh, I really believe strongly that it's got to come from the, from the ground up. The other thing I think helps a lot with existing employees is making some investments. Uh, whether that is um, skills enrichment training, it's opportunities to focus on um, skills that will be important for the culture, whether that's um, EQ or it's great storytelling, showing and demonstrating that you're making an investment in existing employees can go a long way as well. That's great. So how do you how do you measure the culture in order to determine who's, you know, either who's a great fit for it or how you want to shift um, shift behaviors or, or things like that. What are what are ways that you define culture? I guess I think there's two ways. Uh, we'll take the sort of the measurement or how are you doing metric yeah. first. Um, two things. One, hiring. We just touched on it briefly yeah. a moment ago. But really, architecting a hiring process that's focused on culture. That's uh, something that has to be very intentional. Uh, it's got to be. Um, communicated across the business. Hiring managers have to buy in and they have to execute interviews and hiring processes that align. Yeah. That will really help um, send that message and also ensure you're bringing in new employees that really fit where you're trying to go. For existing employees and really for everyone, aligning performance reviews and performance review process to align to culture is very, very is a very important way to communicate and also enforce the behaviors. It's not just about what you do, it's about how you do it. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's a very important way to think about um, how you're doing on your culture internally. That's great. Yeah. Um, and, you know, organizational changes that we're talking about, they, they take a lot of time. Right. And, and the bigger the change, the, the longer it can take in some cases. How do you manage expectations uh, for an organization that um, they're on board with it? They understand the value or potential value of it. But how do you manage expectations and make sure that there are, you know, that make sure that there's a way that they can see some improvements over time. 
It starts with uh, really attending to those measurements at the start of any journey, right? Ensuring benchmarks and that you really have a good solid foundation so you can actually measure along the journey uh, how things are, are evolving, right? So that's first and foremost is make sure that you have that in place and you have intervals already defined by which you will test, your, your progress. We have actually a methodology that we've developed that talks about the time frame it takes and the various roadmaps and steps along the way to get to what we call a passionate advocate. Someone that really has bought in not only to the employee um, experience and employee culture, but is also an excellent brand ambassador and is really the, the sort of the exemplary employee you want out there uh, advocating for your brand. That takes about a year from beginning um, to end. And, it, it, you know, depending on the organizational health, and, and the metrics, it could take even longer. But it's really baked into that methodology that we stop at various points and examine what we're doing and knowing that the ultimate goal is to get to passionate advocacy. That's great. Yeah. And that's that's great to you know manage expectations from the beginning as well, because I think a lot of organizations that do it, let's say do it themselves, uh, don't necessarily know what the timeline is, could be. So that's, that's great. You know, we also see Greg, we see a lot of people that come in and they just want to fix the customer experience. That is a really common. And oftentimes when when we have a client that says, I just I just need to see that intent to recommend go up and I want to do it in a quarter. We know we have to do a lot of extra work around expectation setting because that's a Band-Aid. Right. And that's I mean, that's so key that that relationship between employee and, and customer. And, uh, you know, I think the, the brands that really get that, you know, I mean, we're, we talk about those brands, mm-hmm. the ones that, that really get it. Um, so one last question before we wrap up, uh, you know, the practice of brand experience, um, whether that's customer or employee experience is moving so quickly. Uh, what advice would you have for someone who's interested in making a career shift or who's part of a change, you know, transformation within their organization that really wants to get up to speed on things? I would say take on the stretch projects, raise your hand, uh, get out there. And and today, so many of the fun and exciting innovations that are happening in the space are coming from all kinds of unusual places within a business. It's if you have a great idea, you've got to get it heard. Raise your hand and don't just say, I have a great idea. Put pen to paper. Um, when I've seen some great things come forward, people that want to want to engage in this space, they come with a really fabulous PowerPoint, the great idea that's both um, strategic and tactical and operational. And that gives something people to react to and really start to kind of get into the into the flow of how you think. Yeah. So raise your hand and, and get out there. And also, if you're at an early stage in your career, think about going into disciplines that have a natural um, connectivity into these two areas. So if employee engagement is really exciting to you, get into that HR function and really um, make that your, your mission. If employee, if it, customer experience is really your thing, get into sales, marketing, or, or an operations role that really touches the customer or technology, and then advocate. Make it clear that's your mission. Great, great. Well, um, Antonia Hawk, thanks so much for joining the show. Uh, for those listening, uh, what's the best uh, way for people to keep up with what you're doing? LinkedIn. Love LinkedIn. Always posting there. I think that's how we met. So, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Well, again, I'd like to thank Antonia Hawk from the Ritz-Carlton Leadership Center for joining the show. Uh, to learn more about both customer and employee experience, I recommend you go to my website at gregkilstrom.com. And make sure to check out my latest book, The Center of Experience. More information is available on my website or wherever the book is available, like Amazon. Thanks for listening to The Agile World. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to The Agile World podcast brought to you by Tech Systems. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. 
You can learn more and get a copy of my latest book, The Center of Experience, from my website at theagile.world or on Amazon or other retailers. Until next week, stay agile.